Thank you for tuning in to the Minorities Report Podcast. This is Patrick Perez Dominguez. And this is John Brown. <laughs> All right. So, uh, it's 2018. Yeah. First episode. First, is it the first episode? Yeah, this year? episode of 2018. Yeah. What? No way. Yeah. I thought we did more than that. Okay. Now it took us a minute. So we're due. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how was uh, 2018 for you? 2018 has been good. Uh, Stunning Run Self-Defense is doing awesome right now. We just acquired uh, the world's first fashion pepper spray bracelet. It is called Little Viper, which you can find on littleviper.com or amazon.com. And you can also find it on our website, uh, stunrun.com. So, yeah, check that out. It's like the world's first fashion pepper spray bracelet. You don't have to reach for it. It's, uh, it, it attaches to your wrist, kind of looks like a Fitbit. It's pretty cool. Check it out. Nice, nice. It's good to hear. Yeah. So, um, what about you? Man, not a whole lot, man. Just, uh, my wife and I are looking into having a baby soon. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, you know. We, and you're ready for that, right? Yeah, hell yeah. All right, man. All right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, I learned. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's now time to pass on this begotten knowledge. <laughs> pass the genes on. That's right. Little Patricio. I know, right? <laughs> All right. What are you hoping for, boy or girl? A healthy baby. <laughs> in this day and age, yeah. In this day and age, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah I want Tomorrow's legs. <laughs> no deformities, right? <laughs> Just a normal, healthy baby. Yeah, yeah I like it. Not to knock anybody who's dealing with a child that has deformities. Of course, of course. You know, I would prefer to my first child to be very healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, so a lot of things have happened in the 2018. Yes. A lot of unfortunate things. Yes. Uh, we're just gonna do a quick bio on some of the top stuff that's been happening lately, and then we're gonna get into the discussion. So, um, let's see here. What happened lately? Oh, yeah, 60 minutes uh, interview. Stormy Daniels. Yes, our president's hooker. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So, I mean, uh, she's an adult actress. Yes. Okay. So, all right. So, have you ever seen any or anything she's done? Nah, not really. I have. She and looks old. She's uh yeah, she's been around, bro. She's uh she's definitely a professional at what she does. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's an art form, right? Because I mean, you can't just be a boring adult actress. No, nowadays it looks like a workout session. It's a workout session. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a workout. I mean, they're yeah. they're do yay, man. They're working out. Well, I guess if you're doing it right, I guess it is. No, it doesn't look like session. fun at all. It just looks like exercise. A lot of exercise. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> It's just it's it's crazy, and she's definitely a professional. I've seen a couple of her uh, clips. I had to, yeah, because I didn't know who she was. That's how old she is. That I must have missed her in my teens because I didn't know who she was. And uh, well, so, she can't be that old. It, I mean, like she's like thirty. She, she's got some miles though. I mean, that, that kind of, that's the kind of business that'll put a lot of miles on the body. So that, uh, and then she's not bad looking neither, you know. No. But I have to look it up and see and see what. Like what has she been in, or what is she? What was she doing? And uh, yeah, I came across a video, and uh, yeah, she looked like she was working out. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, um, so what do you want to say about this? I missed the sixty minutes interview. I wanted to see it, but I heard like she was spanking the president, or he okay. or something. All right, I watched a little bit of it. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks to Daisy Samara, which is a really great Viceland show. Y'all need to check that out. All right. They're actually on YouTube as well, so check them out. They're great. But um, so essentially what happened was um, 
So I guess the president went up to her, they started talking, he started talking about himself for like a good, like the first hour of the meeting, which I'm mm. not surprised. Yeah, me, like me, a, me, me, me. Exactly. And then like, I guess this is the same time where he was on the Time Magazine or some, I don't know, some big magazine. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm on Time Magazine. So he's like, well, someone needs to smack you with it. <laughs> and then the guy was like, oh my God, like no one has ever talked to me like that. <laughs> yes, maybe I should. <laughs> And then, um, and the weirdest thing is he was like, he's like, remind me of my daughter. I'm like, what? He said that to her? Yeah, he said, you remind me of my daughter. This guy, this dude, the president is a freak. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he made to say that just to disarm some girls, because, I mean, he's old. Well, I've heard him say something about in the past that he would date his daughter if it wasn't his daughter. So, I mean, okay. that's, that's a little... You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can understand an older guy liking a younger girl, but when you talk about your daughter, I mean, I have two daughters, and I've never looked at them in that kind of way. And if I have friends that see pictures, like I was just showing up, uh, <laughs> one of our other coworker friends, a picture of my daughter, and he was like, "Woo!" I was like, "Hey, yo, that, that's my daughter." You know, I don't even look at her like that. I don't want my friends to look at her like yeah. that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That, that should be just... So yeah. for him to make a comment about that, about his own daughter, yeah. it's kind of, you know, that's kind of... I'm sorry, I just got to say kind of perverted. <laughs> yeah, that sounds crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just odd. How what else did she say in the, during the interview? What other secrets? I okay, heard? hold on, hold on. So here's the thing. So as she says, yeah, I look like a daughter, like her face is just like, ugh. Like, <laughs> why? Why? And so apparently, so here's the main setup thing. So then, so then she's like, all right, why don't you come over my, well, not her, but he, Donald Trump, was like, why don't you come over um, to the hotel and get some dinner? So come over to the hotel, and I, as you know, really means like the room. Mm -hmm. So he, they're in the room and they're just talking. And I guess, you know, they start, he starts flirting with her, whatever. So then she's like, all right, I gotta go to this bathroom. And then you know, he goes to the bathroom, comes back out, and that dude is like at the edge of bed, and he's ready. No. And so like, and, you know, and then she's like, yeah, I know what was going on. And so the guy's like, okay, was well, this consensual? He's like, well, yeah. Well, were you sexually attracted? No. So it was it consensual? She's like, yeah, I'm not a victim. So you know, obviously, yeah, she's she, trying, to, yeah, she trying to excuse herself from the Me Too movement, which right, you right, know, right. Which, I mean, that's. That's good for her, I guess. I well, mean, sure, she doesn't like everybody she does those movies with either, but she getting paid, right? Yeah, yeah she, is. <laughs> she is getting paid, but you know, they can they can say no. They can say no, no I'm not doing the scene after all, I don't like it. And no, I don't want $300,000. Or however much, I don't know what a porn star gets paid these days, but it's gotta be, I hope it's a lot from what I've seen her do. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would think that I know that white women definitely make like a lot more. I think they're at the yeah. top of the industry compared to like, they are. Because I know that males, I think males, they don't get that much. Sometimes no, they, they don't even get paid. Yeah, dudes just get the experience. Just yeah, get bragging rights. Right. And, and then like when they stick around long enough, then like all right, well I guess we gotta pay this guy. Yeah, you gotta be like uh, you gotta be known. You know, yeah, you gotta exactly. be like I, I, I want to try to think of a male porn star's name, but nothing comes uh, to mind because I never watched. Males. Whoa, guys. Lex. Oh, yeah. yeah that, guy. that guy. There we go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so now, if yeah. you're, you're getting paid because the show is about him and the woman that he's, you know, doing. So, but not a lot of guys are top paid in the industry like that. You know, it's all about women, Caucasian yeah. women. You 
pretty much. I mean, but apparently, but here's the thing. Apparently, guys last longer than the women because I mean, I guess the women, you know, get used up. They know? get worked out. Yeah, yeah they know? definitely did. Like that. what I saw did not look fun or appealing at all. And there was like just like three black guys and her, and it was just. She was getting worked out. <laughs> I was like, no, dude, like, this is her. <laughs> so so the president can't be racist because he's, he's well, around with a girl who's had black in her. No, 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 Because that's the thing. So, because, I mean, you got some guys that would judge women that they've dated if they've, like, messed around with somebody outside their oh, totally. perceived race, whatever that means. Yeah. And, uh... So back to this uh, 60 Minutes interview. So, yeah. so anyway, so she kind of clears that out saying I'm not a victim. This mm-hmm. is consensual. And then uh, apparently, uh, so they did their thing. They had sex. And I mean, these, I guess that was kind of it. Um, well, I heard that she said that a man approached her saying if she opened her mouth about this case, and approached her and her daughter, and apparently looked at her daughter and said it'd be a shame if she if she lost her mother or something like that. Like she was yeah, be ashamed if something happened to her mother. Yeah, yeah. like she was threatened yeah. by like one of Donald's henchmen. You yeah. know, yeah, cause I think she was offered like an interview about it years ago, mm-hmm. and then uh, she's like, it's not. So then, but here's the weird thing. So then, the the attorney of Donald J. Trump spends his own money to shut her up. Really? Yeah, he gave he gave her $130,000. Ooh, just a shot. Yep. I didn't say nothing. Well, it's called shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> in our previous episode, I mentioned that, that that's what the Secret Service people should have did in Colombia, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, shit. Yeah, that whole story came out. That was hilarious. Yeah. I don't blame them, though. <laughs> Especially, come on. The women of Colombia are freaking beautiful, man. How can you stay away? Hey, the women of Mexico are very beautiful. Oh, shit. Mexico, man, yes. Yes. I'm married to someone yes. in Mexico. What? <laughs> That's right. Score. So, okay, so there was that. And then, uh, was there anything else that came out of the interview? Um, well, let's see. Mm, I don't think nothing much. Like, like, if she was lying, wouldn't the president be suing her for slander instead of a breach of contract? <laughs> I mean, he hasn't really said anything. It's just all his lawyers like, hey, we're going to court. That's it. You know what I mean? I just cannot believe he's still in office, man. If that would be any other president. That happened before. Yeah, but Bill Clinton. Bill right? Clinton. That happened during while he was in yeah, office. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky, the intern. Yeah, yeah. with the famous dress that yeah. she saved. <laughs> Which, as another thing, she's also sewed up in the news again because, so when this Me Too thing came out, uh-huh. she now states that, you know, I think I was a victim too. Ah, oh, get the hell out of here. I mean, I think it was consensual, but I think, but here's the thing, her, the power dynamics, obviously, I mean, he's president of the United States. Yeah. She was an intern. I mean, yeah. I kind of get the power dynamics, but, I mean. But he, the president, he, he would, Bill wasn't really too stupid. You know, he knows what he was doing, and if he, I'm sure he's not trying to make an intern. I'm, I'm pretty sure she went into it with her eyes open. She wanted to give the president head, and that's what she did. And then she snitched on him. Wait, was that the only thing she did? Yeah, they never, I don't think they had actual sex. I think she just, oh. oral copulation, and and bam, that was it. Oh, yeah, because it Cause he ended up on the dress. Right. <laughs> so oh. she doesn't swallow. Right. Man, that's just, oh, oh, I don't say that. <laughs> but, 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 so yeah, and he, he didn't even get impeached over that, so. Um, it was close. Yeah, it was close. It was close, because he liked his thing. It wasn't even the fact that it happened. It was 
fact that he lied. Yeah. Like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah, that's what he said. Exactly. <laughs> Even though they knew that they conversation involves oral sex well yes it is yeah it's got yeah oral sex. sex that's what i was called that so if he was in office when it happened and he didn't get impeached nothing's gonna happen to donald trump over something that had happened years ago i mean like this girl story is in the pictures years. with him and his wife yeah like the it's three of them together like so much i'm wondering were there any threesomes maybe like maybe no nah, man the so? i don't think she would g for that man you don't think so no nah, mm-hmm. man so I think Donald can make her do whatever he wants her to do. Mm, you know, I mean, not so. now. No. I mean, she's the first lady. Who the hell is going to do it? How the hell is the first lady going to be like, yes, yes, Donald? Yeah, well, I, I got naked pictures of the first lady. <laughs> I don't know when we get first ladies like that, but I got bucket naked pictures of her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we all, I mean, we know that. I know who we voted for. So yeah, 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 exactly. J. Trump. No, no. So, all right, well, so let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so the main, so we're going to get into this main topic. So the main topic for, for me is going to be, we're going to talk about uh, Officer North. So oh, yeah. So homie's back. So in our last podcast, we kind of stated that we definitely want, we want justice for Justine. Uh, Drummond, of course, of course. Or Russ, or Rusick. Mm-hmm. I think, because I don't think she ever got married, unfortunately. No, you know, no. She would have if she was alive, but. So yeah, man. And so just to recap, she um, was she the one that called about the domestic dispute that she thought was going on? Because I know there was a domestic yes. dispute, and then they were pulling in through like an alleyway or something, and then she came running out, waving her arms, and the police freaked out and shot over his partner through the window yeah. and killed her. Yeah, apparently so. Because he feared for his life. Yeah. So um, and this happened last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this happened last year, so yep. I mean, it's it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy that that even even happened. Yes. Um, but that was the same year where um, um, Mr. Castillo, Philando Castillo, he actually, um, you know, he got shot and killed by a police officer. This is true. Year, and so this is a wildly different. You know, um, reaction so to the shooting. They, they, did they fire that cop or did he quit on his own? I believe because I know there was no trial, right? I believe he resigned. He resigned, and there was a trial. There was he a trial. Found not guilty. Okay. Okay. Um, and then they released the video, and I'm like, did you not watch the video? Yeah, yeah. I can clearly hear him in the video when he says, "Don't reach for the gun." He says, "I'm not. I'm not." I hear him say that twice, and the dude just blows him away. Like I think. I think there's a natural fear of the black man, you know, I think uh, because of our mentality, because how strong, how much more stronger we have to be to succeed in the world, in whatever you do, in whatever we do, you know, I think there's a a, a strong fear and uh, a lot of cops are doing it because of fear and I think a lot of cops are just playing out doing it because they know they can get away with it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. The crazy thing is that, so in this instance, with Officer Noor, he's a policeman of color. Well, you know, I heard, the, I heard, uh, like, I think it was a, did they depose his partner? It was something else. But they, I, I heard the guy was telling racist black jokes. Like, he, he Officer Noor? Officer Noor was telling racist black jokes all day. They said he didn't like black Americans. You know, they're the ones who came around and rallied for him. When all this broke loose, but from my understanding, he does not like African American males, even though he don't know he don't know what they 
call it him too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was my understanding. I still think they shouldn't. I knew they were going to crucify the guy. First of all, it was a black man that shot a white woman. You cannot do that, even in this day and age. You know, Emmett Till back in the day got killed from whistling, and the woman on her deathbed said that she lied about it. She lied. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't get away with whistling at a white woman, let alone shooting and killing one. They're going to crucify this guy. He's going to prison. I mean, hold on a minute. Let's let's go back here. Mm-hmm. So I thought Black Lives Matter was supporting the victim. They did support the victim. You're right. You're right. You're they absolutely the right. When nobody else did, Blue Lives Matter, you couldn't see them anywhere. Blue Lives wasn't around. Yeah. Black Lives Matter was around, and they supported just the family. Yes, yes they did. did. They totally did. They were out there. The so I mean, that goes to show you that. It's Person has had to be black in order to be supported by Black Lives Matter. Exactly. It's, you know, the victim is innocent, unarmed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's all you need. Yeah. And so I'm very proud of that movement because a lot of people were saying some bullshit like that where, oh, well, you know, I bet you the guy was a black guy, guy's going to be out here. Psych. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now yeah. it's unfortunate that this happened. Of course, I'm it not, is unfortunate. I do not, I did not want to even hear that this actually happened again yes. in Minnesota. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy though. So, did Blue Lives Matter even come out this year? Blue Lives Matter did Clark not come out. Come out. Uh, David Clark did not come out. All Lives Matter did not come out. You know, it goes back to what I hear uh, the comedian uh, guy say. I forget his name, but he's like, "We're just saying that it matters. Like, you know, it it matters. Just you know, it it matters. That's all we're saying. You know, it's a it's it's a shame." Um, I do think they could be going about it a different way, you know, than crowding the highways and the streets, because I'm not going to lie to you, if I just work the eight-hour shift and I'm going home and Black Lives Matter is blocking the freeway, stopping me from getting to the crib, to that to that relaxed in time, to that beer that I want to get out of the fridge, they don't want to get ran over. <laughs> so, I mean, going back to the case, now yeah. they finally have... Uh, decided to charge Officer Noor in the death of Justine Dranman legally as Justine Rusick. So was he arrested? He actually turned himself in. He turned himself in. On murder for like manslaughter charges. Which, wow. And um, yeah, I mean, that's a big deal. That's I mean, another thing too, though, about Officer Noor, well, I guess it's not an officer's name, so his name is Muhammad Noor mm-hmm. for everybody. He's a mm-hmm. Somali-American. He's a U.S. citizen. You have to be a U.S. citizen in Minnesota you know, to be a policeman. You can't be a legal permanent resident. You actually have to be a citizen. Mm-hmm. So let's get that right. You know, he's a U.S. citizen. He, he's an American. Yeah, so that's, that's number one. He's a Somali-American. Yeah, okay, we want to do hyphenated <laughs> stuff, we can do that. But bottom line, he is America, he paid his dues to be an American. It, correct. So, we want to point that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it looks like he faces second degree uh, manslaughter charges. He's also wow. facing third degree murder. Um, That's a tough pill to swallow, man. Yeah, I mean, I think they, do they do that? So, do they do that? So that way, in case if you can't, pro- if they can't win a third degree, then the manslaughter you get charge will stay. Yes. Okay, because yes. that's what I thought too. So uh, yes, it looks like he turned himself in. Uh, mm-hmm. The big difference between this case and the case with Fernando Castillo is that apparently Muhammad Noor didn't talk at all. Hmm. Apparently he didn't talk, or if he did talk, 
You he, mean he during the incident? Correct. Oh, like, okay. Apparently, like, he was not making any comments, nothing like that. He didn't no stop, no freeze, no... Which, and I can kind of understand because, I mean, okay, so did, I've heard the same thing all over and over again. I fear for my life, right? Mm-hmm. In a lot of these cases. And... I mean, I guess you could say you fear for your life when you heard a loud sound and you didn't see the person. They said she came running, flailing her arms. She had a robe on. Like, I mean, it was in a well-off neighborhood from my understanding. Like, uh, being a police officer, and here's the problem with, with, with police. A lot of them uh, don't use their situational awareness when dealing with other races. They don't care what your culture is. They don't care you know, anything about getting to know you or defusing a situation with you. When a boy can go and shoot up a church and get, get taken to McDonald's versus a black child that get killed for some cigarettes or for selling cigarettes on the street or selling bootleg CDs, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a very big disparity when it comes to that. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how you're able to get and it, then again, there's different states. Mm-hmm. So, but still, yeah, yeah. Different, states, different states, different states. But it's like in Florida, you were able to capture a person that killed 17 people indiscriminately, mm-hmm. and then but then you're gonna kill someone that don't even have a weapon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so it's a shame. I mean, like I said, I'm hoping that um, that the family get justice. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I hope so too. But I hope it, so too. but this is definitely showing. The, the movement, this bull life movement, matter movement is lacking. And the mm-hmm. fact that they're not they're not going to bat for this guy at no, all. No. Nothing. Like this guy's name was sent was sent out the next day when this when when they the sure did. Now they did too. And then you know, usually usually when you when the media puts out something, mm-hmm. there's there's a Shoot, the other guy's name didn't come out till months later. Yeah, months. But also, if you look at the pictures too, they always pick like some kind of like messed up picture. Oh, the worst for the unarmed victim, mm-hmm. and then they pick like a police officer picture for the police officer. Mm-hmm. You see him smiling, which is a tactic that media does to kind of create like some kind of you know story mm-hmm. where it's like this innocent victim that was shot and killed was yeah. not so innocent. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Uh, this is a complete reversal. You got sure the police is. officer. You got this mugshot out there, which is probably his only mugshot. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't have gone to jail. Nope. If you a police officer, so this is his only mugshot. Well, then again, they do let some stuff slide, man. Like, I mean, if anything under a felony, I mean, I'm pretty. If you, if you change your devilish ways, I'm pretty sure you can be a police officer. If yeah. You want. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have to look that up. And, uh, yeah, we got to look that up. Next episode. <laughs> So anyways, I mean, so what do you think, man? Do you think that this is, uh, do you feel that officers of color is, are going to be, you know, they'll easily get prosecuted versus yes. their white counterparts? Yes. Okay. Unless they assault another black person. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's right. how I feel. That's how yeah. I really feel about it. Unless they assault another black person, they're, they're, they will be crucified. Uh-huh. They will go after them. So Blue Eyes Matter ain't coming out for, the, for, for folks of color versus, like, you know, that's a good idea because they're not here for him, for Muhammad. Yeah, I don't think so, they're there for There was another person in New York. A uh, black cop? There's a Chinese-American cop, and apparently he shot somebody in the dark. He shot a black man in the dark, and I guess he got he got, pros- he got successfully yeah. prosecuted. Yeah. Good. He did. So, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. he, he's working in some states, and, you know, maybe not in others. So, mm-hmm. yeah, states are different. 
Yeah, so like, that's why I said we live in America, a place where you can commit the same, like two people can commit the exact same crime and get two different sentences. <laughs> that's true, that's so true. All right, well, we're going to move on to your discussion. We'll yeah, I want to talk about um, the guy who was shot, um, shot at 20 times by police. I guess he was shot eight times, though. Damn. So wait, yeah. hold on, you tell me. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little under the weather. 40% um, ratio right there. Yeah, yeah, Stephen, uh, Stephen Clark. Now, everyone's saying that this guy was minding his own business in his own backyard when he got shot. But today, on CNN website, I saw the actual helicopter video. So now I have a couple of questions. And we're talking high-tech, night vision, infrared. The copter is out shining the lights on this guy. And you can see him almost as if it's clear as day. So the first video I saw came from the officer himself, which you really don't see much. It's kind of dark. Now, from the first time where they're saying he was just minding his own business in his own backyard, what I'm now hearing and saw on the video was that there was a complaint of someone going around breaking car windows. And in the video, you see this guy running. He was not at his house. And I don't even know that the house he died at was his. I just saw that guy running. I saw him jump in the fence. Um, I did see him stop to look at another car, like the helicopter is saying this as it's happening. And then the guy runs around back the corner. I think they said the southeast corner is of the of building where he, uh, expired and the police ran around there and shot him. I mean blatantly like you can see from the helicopter footage you can see the bullets skipping off the concrete making sparks they shot they opened fire on this guy and then uh, I guess the cops said well watch my back I'm gonna do a tactical reload and I'm watching this video this dude isn't going anywhere like you saw him hit the, his knees and you saw his body hit the floor so a couple of questions I have why are people saying that he was in his own backyard and like, did he what, did he run home and just made it home? But he was definitely running from the police. Well, I mean, I'm reading this article here by the New York Times is saying that um, he was killed by Sacramento police in his grandmother's backyard. His grandmother's backyard. Yeah, he was shot eight times from behind or the side. So. Yeah, he was just, but I he was running though. I the picture now. Now this funny thing. Why do you have a helicopter for one guy going around breaking windows? Why is there a helicopter with surveillance? Why is that happening? They gotta spend that money. Got a budget, man. They gotta spend that money. Yeah, but I've never seen them do all that for one person. Just one guy breaking car windows. Like who wants a guy that bad? Now here's the thing. In other countries, like in Brazil, if the cops believe that the person is going to be a threat to society. They can fire at that suspect mm -hmm. if he's running. If he's really? running. In the he, back? he doesn't even have to have a weapon. If wow. they feel that he's going to be a threat to society, Whoa. they can put him down. Well, there you go, right there. Everybody's going to be a threat to society. <laughs> yeah, but it's, um, oh man, it's a dog. Yeah. Man, please, please be cool. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, but I know in the U.S., it doesn't fly like that. No, 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 no. It doesn't. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's interesting. So I really, I just want the, I really want the real story because you can tell that there's more 
surveillance footage from that helicopter than what they showed. They showed just about two minutes all the way up to the guy's death. Yeah. Had they been following him all this time, and I want to truthfully say the guy looked like he stopped at a car, like he was about to, like he was looking in the car about to do something. Right. But, so, but, but here's the thing, though. So. He might not have been up to something. He may not have. We don't know that because he's dead, right? So exactly. We can't, we can't get a trial. Still we can't shoot. Dead. So you can't shoot a guy from trying to like mess with other people's property. And then make up a story about it. Yeah, and then make up a story. <laughs> like so, what we know about the facts is he was unarmed. Yes, he was. Um, unless he called a phone a weapon. Maybe he was trying to call his grandma and tell her to open the back door. Yeah, maybe. You know, you know tell her, like, hey, like, they're about to take me in. Right. You know, so I don't know. I don't really know the whole story with that, but we know that the victim's dead, so you can't tell his story. You sure can. However, what we do know, the facts is, is that the police thought he had a gun. It was actually his phone. His he phone, shot yeah. him about, He shot at him 20 times. They hit him eight they times in the back on the side. And isn't this familiar? Didn't we? Didn't this happen to a guy in New York not 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago? A guy was reaching for his wallet. He was at his own home in New York. Uh, I believe he was he was a, a African, a guy like a, this African guy, like from the country of Africa. Yes. Okay. Good. And, like not the country. Sorry, continent. The continent. The yeah. Continent. Yes, we we have college degrees, guys. We 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 do have college yes. degrees. We're smart. It's, like, it's the continent. So was he like South African, maybe? I'm or? not sure, but I remember the guy was at his door. The police said freeze. The man reached for his wallet to show his ID, and they lit him up. Damn. Killed him. God, it had to be about 20, 25 that, years ago. But, you know, that's happened actually fairly recently. Another guy, and this is on camera, too. Mm-hmm. The guy, is, uh, the police officer says, I need to see your ID. So, he's like, first, first he's like, get out the car. Mm-hmm. All right, I need to see your ID. All right, go get your wallet. He's like, all right, all right, I'm going to go get my wallet. Oh, he goes I saw that one, too. And then the dude shoots him. Fortunately, he didn't shoot him dead. And he, he shot him, like, yeah. two, three times. Yeah. And he's like, don't move. He was like... You told me to get my wallet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, man, it's, it's, it's tough. How do you react to that? I mean, you really feel like you don't want to trust police, but at the same time, you don't want. I mean, you don't want to lump them all in the same category as they lump us, because a lot of them look at us as all bad, no matter what you do. And I don't want to say every cop is bad, because I'm not gonna lie. I've run into good good police officers. I got yeah. pulled over by a state trooper last year, man, for speeding, and I had, like, uh, 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 it was an open 12-pack. You know, you can get an open bottle for, even if it's cans, if you have a 12-pack and one of the cans is missing, even if it's not open, having the box open is considered an open bottle case. Damn. Yes, man, yes. So, I, I, I was about to bring some beer, <laughs> so, I, so I was going to bring some honey wise beer. Right? Ooh, it was a, so a six-pack. I drank two of them yesterday. I was going to bring <laughs> four bottles of beer. That's considered an open bottle oh, now. Yeah. Thank God. It's crazy. I'm so I got pulled over by this guy. And he sees it. I don't know. He sees it. Look at him. I'm going camping, right? And oh, I know he sees hold it. Hold up. What if you bring the beer to a friend's house, and then you don't drink all of it, and then you bring it at home? It's an open bottle. That's bullshit. Yeah, it's open but bottle. it's not open. It, the case is open. So the what? The case is open. And that, that makes it open. That's <laughs> because oh. there's missing beers. What if you're drinking them and throwing them out the window? You know? It's I'm missing beers. They can't assume that you're not, you haven't been drinking. So, you, so, so what you're telling me is that I got to buy a, a whole new case or leave the case there at your house. <laughs> you can leave the case at my house if you want to. Shit. <laughs> 
I would do a cooler. I mean, like, I don't know how. Yeah, you can do a cooler. Yeah, you can do a cooler with some ice in there, you know, do it like that. I mean, I don't think somebody's going to literally count a 30 pack, you know, and be like, hey, you got one beer short, you know. Oh, but if you got like a 12 pack, and it's open, it was, was open, it was on the back seat. Man. What if it was, all right, so what if you put it in the trunk? Well, they, nine times out of ten, they wouldn't search the trunk. So. Yeah, but like, you said, but like, for instance, like, if I put the beer in the trunk, and then I closed that, and it was like, can I search your vehicle? Like, can I say no? Yeah, you can say no. That don't mean that they're not going to do it. Well, I'm going to be like, can I search your vehicle? For what? Yeah, here's my license and registration. Here's my license. Get the fuck on. Yeah, I just want to take it and go. Yeah, yeah. Do you have something in the car? I'm like, no. Yeah. Oh, this guy pulled me over, and I had a weapon of some kind, and I had an open bottle. No. <laughs> so the guy pulls me over, right? As soon as he comes up to me and he looks like a dick, you know, and he's like, license and registration. I'm like, oh, here we go. And so I give him the license and registration. He comes back, he hands me a piece of paper. And like I said, this case is sitting right here. He can clearly see it. And if he could have saw that, that would have prompted him, you know, he could have searched my vehicle on that premise alone. And then he would have found, you know, other things that would have gotten me in trouble. But, uh, he comes back, he hands me a piece of paper. I said, oh, God, what's the damage, sir? Because he asked me, he said, why were you speaking? I said, I was traveling with a party of people. We got separated. I'm trying to catch up to him. And he came back in. He said, there's no ticket this time. There's no charge, no ticket or nothing. I said, really? Why? And he says, I just appreciated your honesty. He was like, I'm not out here to jam people up. You know, you be honest with me. He said, hey, I'm, I'm cool. And this was down a 65 mile an hour road. So you know I was speeding if he pulled me over. And he says, hey, fine, man. Have a good day. And take it easy. Keep it around 65. I was like, yeah. We shake your hand, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the sound. I'm glad that so, yeah, so I've had positive experiences with the uh, yeah, me police. So. I, have, I have, I mean, um, I've never pulled over anything. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Knock on some wood around here, here, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Nah, um, no, I've, I've met some really nice police officers um, that all they want to do is just protect the public. Mm -hmm. and, you know, they want to protect uh, the people who are in danger. And I yeah. think that um, that's why I think that. So the thing is that the media will not put out the stories of these good police officers. No. It's not. No. You know, they're not going to get the ratings. Right, right. What they are going to do is that they're going to point out all the bad apples. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we know that it's a media ploy. And oh, so yeah. I will say that I think the folks that say, I hate the police, there ain't a good police officer, and we need to do the homework. Yeah, yeah. Because there's definitely. Now, here I'll tell you another thing I've noticed too. State troopers seem. I've had more better relationships with state troopers than I have with city police. And city police hate state troopers because a state trooper is gonna be the one that pulls the cop over when he's on his off duty for DUIs. I, I remember a lot of cops getting hit up for DUIs last year in St. Paul, and they were all pulled over by state troopers, and there was no, hey brother, let me uh, give you a ride home, yeah, let me help you out. There was none of that stuff. You're going to jail, son. <laughs> so so I, tend to, I tend to lean towards the state troopers out more, so, like those guys. I mean, you know, actually, I had to call the city police maybe twice um, at my job. I could say where. Oh. Yeah. Um, to just check on um, on 
some situations and they mm. were very nice. Actually, no, there was actually another is- incident where I went to St. Paul to uh, had an appointment with this insurance like company for like M Insure, mm-hmm. and apparently it was a holiday, but they never told me that. So I'm thinking, okay, so my appointment is still there. No one's calling me saying that we're not gonna be in the office. Yeah. You know, so I come in there, and the door is like swung wide open. So I'm thinking of walking into like a like an ambulance or something. So then I'm walking in, and I'm like, oh my god! So I'm with my I'm with my best friend uh, Taylor. Um, and uh, he says, hey, um, this doesn't look right. And I'm like, all right, well, let's call the police. Mm-hmm. So, like, we get, first we leave, because we don't want to stay there. Yes, yes. And that's call the police and we say, hey, look, I had an appointment with some people. Nobody's here. The door was swung open. We're kind of scared. We just want to make sure someone comes and checks it out. Mm-hmm. So then so the guy comes in, you know, there's a, you know, police officer. Yeah, it's an African-American police officer, and then there's a, a Caucasian police officer, mm-hmm. and um, assuming he was American too. Well, yeah, they all. <laughs> you gotta be an American to be a police officer, right? <laughs> U.S. citizen. So anyway, so so the guy, so the guy's like, all right, so what's going on? I tell him what's going on. So I'm like, oh yeah, I can show you that. No, 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 I got yeah, this. Yeah. This dude brings out his gun, Ooh. and he, he goes in. He's like, I need you to stay out here. I'm like, yes, sir. Uh, I go in there with right, the right. So they go, they check out the You know what was he carrying? What was he carrying? Black iron? Oh, man. Um, uh, usually they usually handle around the, the, the black iron, black 40, something like that. I think, I thought it was a, I thought it was a Glock. I know yeah. it was a yeah, Glock, it was black. Yeah. And, and <laughs> that's all you needed to do, right? All, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. I like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, so come to find out, so then they go in there, and then they found, they find a person in there, but... He's like, oh no, this office is closed, but we use his office to, you know, do our work because we're not off. Mm-hmm. And and then he's like, so then they come up with the guy's like, oh hey man, I'm so sorry that you know, I didn't mean to scare you. Mm-hmm. The office is closed. And then the officers, they were they were really happy that they didn't have to do anything because I think they were scared too. Yeah, well, but yeah, nobody wants can, to see a man. Yeah, the way that they handled the situation, I thought was very professional. I didn't feel they weren't. They weren't antagonizing me at all. Mm-hmm. I offered him my ID and said, we don't need that. Right. Well, that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. And so I had a very good interaction with the police. Now, I do know that there's some people that don't get a good reaction with the police. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I think we also got to point out that sometimes people's attitudes will also make a big or break uh, in, you know, an issue with the police, too. I, right? think, I think a lot of times police speak okay in my experience i can't speak for everybody i can't speak for all black people but i'm gonna tell you in my experience with city police they already come at you with an accusatory tone they, they already assume that you're a criminal when they see you and that is the way they interact with you that is the way they speak to you they will make sure they disrespect you when they speak to you and talk to you not like a man and and of course that tent that's going to make a person especially a black person like me who is strapped and you know try to push past those barriers and try to do everything possible to not be the thug and not look like the thug be educated and run a business thug. i'm trying to catch that american dream too i need that slice of pie too so don't deny me that and don't speak to me like i'm not deserving of that because yes i'm going to get an attitude too and i'm going to make you work for it <laughs> okay I'll, i will make you work for it <laughs> if you're going to treat me like that so you know i, I guess that's my thought <laughs> i mean i totally understand you coming from because i definitely want someone to talk to me like i'm a child whatever mm-hmm. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? I got, you know, I take care of my business mm-hmm. and all that. So, I mean, that's interesting though, man, because, uh, oh man, you know, I ain't gonna lie, like, when I was a teenager, I definitely could not stand the police because I did have a bad experience in the Lane City. Yes, and I did in Chicago too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like the lands of our birth, we don't like the police. Yeah. The police there, but Minnesota, we're, we're okay. Hey, when I was a kid, and now I'm talking, I know you, we, we're dating ourselves here. You're 28, I'm on 44. Or you're 29, I'm 44. Going on 45 this year. And I'm going to tell you, I've been around where the cops used to pick us up. Your brother, who? My brother. Your brother's Giovanni is that age? No, not Giovanni. That's my twin brother. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, Giovanni. No, Giovanni. I love that name. <laughs> um, but I was born. I was in, in my teens, my preteens, man. Nine, ten years old. We're just hanging out in parks. So I've had cops come and round us up and take us to the back of the park and beat the dog shit out of us just because they were bored. And then they would come drop us off and dust us off right where they left us at. Like it came to the point where it became a game. When we saw a police car come, we were run and they would chase us. And then and we would, they would yell, you know, you niggers got away this time, we'll get you. They'd be laughing. It was a joke to them, you know? Uh, so I was treated really so, bad. So, so were they like, like officers of color? Like were they black? They're white. They're white. Italians. Italians. Oh yeah, Italians you know, in Chicago. What's what's a shame about you know some you know Italians that you know, that actually like do that like that racist stuff mm-hmm. is the fact that when they were the immigrants in the neighborhoods mm-hmm. they were getting discriminated against they all sure the time. So yeah. it's just crazy how they made know, it past Ellis Island. They said, "Hey, we take it over." <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of crazy. So, so yeah, there is a natural fear of co- I'm a young man, like I said, I'm 45 years old today, or not today, right now. But if I'm driving and a cop pulls behind me, I immediately tense up. Yeah. And it shouldn't have to feel that way, you know? So, but, but all that being said, we did say that there were some good cops, so I don't want nobody trying to hate on us and mm-hmm. say oh, we're cop haters and all that shit. Yeah, that's what got me. Like, I know there's one uh, lady cop, I'm not going to say her name because her work is very important. Mm-hmm. She really, I almost joined the police force because of my conversations with her. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I decided not to was because then that's what happened with with um, the cop that, that, that shot Philando Castillo yes, and yes. all that. And I just said, man, I don't think I could even be a cop now because I feel that people would not. Because, you know, that profession... It's a tough job, man. Yeah, it's It's a a tough job. So, I think I'm just too kind. I'm too... I'm just too forgiving. I'm too nice. Anybody take me serious as a cop. Right, right. I just... I don't don't know. I don't think I have... Oh, that will come with training. They will definitely show you how to do that with training. Because I know some little Asian cops running around here that talk like they eight feet tall, man, and they ain't playing. That's true. That's true. (laughs) One called Ulrich. They was at a stop sign, and there was a, a stop light. And there was a gap in between the female Asian police officer. And he said she was hot too. And so he pulled into the gap. She pulled him over, got in his face. You know I can give you a ticket right now for cutting me off. And he was like, I didn't feel like I cut you off. There was space, so I moved into the space. And she was like, no, fuck that. You cut me off. <laughs> he was like, man, she was mean. <laughs> they teach you that stuff real quick. I said, well, what does she look like? He was like, she's a little bitty thing. Man, shit, man. Lady cops don't play. They do not play. No, they, they do not play. They will ask. They 
just for that respect, just yeah. to make sure you give it that respect on my name. Yes, yes. So hey, going back to Steve Clyburn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get yeah. way off yeah, track. Yeah, we got way off track. I know you got. So, uh, wait, no, I was still looking up. Uh, so what? So okay, so which is it? Did he get killed outside minding his own business, or was he breaking into cars? Yeah. This is what nobody knows. But we don't know that. Nobody knows. And, so. and the sad thing is, is that we don't know that because he was killed. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have two sides of the story. So, exactly. Because exactly. I mean, we we know that that you know most people can't look at one person and think and look at another person and figure out. Like, I think for some reason, cops can't really tell who people are. You know what I mean? I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah. Like, Flannery Castillo, so apparently they pulled him over, not because of the actual tail light, but because they thought he looked like somebody. That's right. He had a broad a, nose. He had a broad nose. <laughs> which is actually a common feature that a lot of black people, including myself, have. You know it's some bullshit right there, right? That was, yeah. just, a, that was just the reason. But so, but so that's what I'm saying. You think the description of a suspect with a wide nose. <laughs> Exactly. So how do we know that they followed the same guy? Right, right. Like, how do we know? I mean, you know, know, I wonder sometimes these guys are just bored and just looking for, I used to, okay, so I used to be in the Army, right? So in the Army Reserve, a guy that was in the uh, police force for, uh, he wasn't in the police force, he was in the academy for a guy in the police. Okay, now I don't know if you remember my first truck, the kind of uh, bluish truck that I had before the silver one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had it when we first did the podcast, and I wasn't uh, yeah, I checked it here out. before. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I'm sitting outside. We're doing some drill, you know, where they get your license plate numbers and all that stuff. So every soldier from the U.S. got to go outside and wait for a sergeant to check their name off this checklist. I'm sitting there listening to my music, banging my music, and he's like. I would totally pull you over if you were driving any diner with your music like that. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, there's several red flags. We pull over cars that have rims on them. We pull over cars with tinted windows, no matter what the tint is. And we're going to pull you over if your music is loud. He said, nine times out of ten, we're probably going to find something else. I'm like, really? You're talking to a fellow soldier like this, you know? And he was like, oh, no, not you, Brown. I wouldn't pull you over, but yet again. This is what the standard is. So. You know, when you tell me you like rims and you're telling me tinted windows, I know a lot of black people yeah. that tinted windows and have some really nice rims. Yeah. So if you're telling me that this is what he's gonna look for, yeah. I feel like that's some kind of racism. Well, see, he didn't think it was, but think about it. First of all, let's see Dinah. Okay, so you're you're I've been in there all the time. Yeah, I, I hey man, yeah, they it this being profiled. He just admitted to profiling the person. Jeez. I kind of laughed it off because at the time I was a specialist and he was a sergeant and I wasn't going to make any more well, problems that I need. Yeah. Same rims. Yeah. You put I, 22s on your stuff. I can see the tents. I can see tinted because, you know, there's some states where there's some laws regarding tinted windows. Minnesota has a tinted window law, but loud, you can't look at the tent and say, that's not regulation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Unless you literally, I see cars where I can't even see the person inside, especially at nighttime. How do you know how bad the tenant is? So. Right, right. Okay. So, um, lastly, let's just talk about do you think there's going to be any case whatsoever? There's going to be any prosecution whatsoever regarding Stephen or Stefan Clark? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so, man. I don't think. Um, uh, sadly, I think these guys are going to get away with it. And if you listen to them on their police, they were they were afraid to. 
they were afraid and they can use that but they're chasing this guy and they can always say that you couldn't tell if he had a cell phone or a gun in his hand i mean they got a lot to, to stand on where was this at sacramento yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that'll tell you right there that you guys going to get off, so. <laughs> but the thing is, is that if you're a pussy, why be a police officer? I know, because it pays well, shit, I don't know. They're saying that, like, that job is not for cowards. Just no, like, definitely to, not. The army ain't for cowards, but I'm, I don't know. What definitely you know not. What I'm saying? I like, mean, all the cowards dropped out of the army in basic training. Well, they found out. Well, they, they found, found they out real way. quick, yeah. Well, they figured out a way to get out. Yo, yeah, the guy beat his hand with a hammer. Seriously? Yeah, man, you wouldn't go home. <laughs> so the, the army psychologically screws with you so bad, but it's to toughen you up. I won't lie, when I left, I felt like a killer. I was stupid enough to volunteer to go to Afghanistan. Luckily, a sergeant bumped me off the list because he was higher ranking. Because it's about that money, too. You know, when I wanted to go, I was like, shit, let's fight. Go home, shit. <laughs> All this stuff they taught me, I felt like Superman. But, uh, so how come, you didn't do, how come you're not an officer? Like, would you ever thought about doing that? I mean, the officers, so here's the difference. The uh, officers get paid more, but also... No, uh, about police officers. Oh, I thought about it, man. But after doing six years in the Army, I was like, no, I'm just... I, I think you would be a good police officer. I think I would have been a good police officer, too. But part of me, because of situations like what happens, I would with black people, I would try to be more lenient. And probably screw around and get shot by himself. You know what I mean? I don't even get shot. Just because all that stuff will be, go. I don't know. I think that you'll probably argue with your partner more often than not. Cause if yeah. Because if your partner doesn't know, that, and that's another thing too, I think the big issue with some of these officers is that they don't respect the communities that they actually patrol. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if you got an officer Noor talking like crazy racist ass jokes. Yeah, they said he talked, he said he, they said he despised black people, is what they said. <laughs> Which is um, very unfortunate. But very true in a Somali community. It's very true in a Somali community. I've, I've gotten into conversations with guys who don't realize we paved the way for them to be here. You know, they come here and they get three jobs and they go live out in a rich white neighborhood, but they don't have the time to spend in there because they got three jobs. I mean, it sounds like it's just a lot of ignorance, really. Yeah, that, it is. That, it is on that part. It you is. know, on that part, because, I mean, all you got to really do is take uh, American history or black American history or just, you know, the African history. Yeah, it's 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 it. Like, yeah. You know, they just got to take a class of that and then they can figure out. Oh, Funny man. thing is, though, got a lot of Ethiopian friends. Like, my Ethiopian brothers, like, we... We we hang man we, we I mean we good I think that all right so I think that there might be a large amount of Somali people that do not like African Americans or Black Americans or mm-hmm. Americans in general mm-hmm. but I know there's a good there's a good portion of people that they love everybody oh you know yeah, I mean? heck yeah heck for yeah for sure heck you yeah. know what I mean but it's unfortunate that this officer was the uh, former and he did not like apparently. <laughs> Americans, whatever. You know what that is? So I'm just kind of curious to know, like, okay, how can you be a police officer if you're spouting off racist jokes and hate? Well, so he's the black police officer with a white partner telling nigger jokes. I mean, you can't get no worse, you can't get no better than that. The, the white cop well, don't say nothing. Well, directly, I mean, Officer Norman, I mean, he can say that word, can he? Can he? Technically, yes, because that's what they're calling him behind his back. <laughs> when it gets done and over with, they're not better than us. We're not better than them. And when behind closed doors, they calling you the same names as they calling us. You better believe it. <laughs> I, mean, look, I mean, 
mean, they, they look at us the same. Mm-hmm. We have some, they sure do. I, I hope that some people will kind of realize that we're all we're all we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We, all mean? Be, we all meet. We all meet. The East Coast, you know, you meet some Dominicans that don't know about their history. Yes. And, and they're talking about they're talking about African Americans, you know, or Black people in some type of way. But mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you look like Sammy Sosa before he was white. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. Too. Yeah. A lot of people don't believe that the system is set up against us. The system is set up against us in so many ways, starting from welfare all the way to the actual laws, to bear arms, to the NRA. They got long racist history with with mm-hmm. blacks, you know. So uh, there's just so many things set up against us. But at the same time, you have to. If you get knocked down, man, you gotta get back up, man. Throughout these years, I've been knocked down to the lowest of the low. Uh, I wasn't always a good person, you know. I'm an ex gangbanger, you know. I used to carry that thing, but yeah. I, I rose that above. Yeah. <laughs> I rose above that, man. I got. But it took us to leave Chicago, cause I never knew there was life outside of Chicago. We lived. We were. It was a little poverty. We were. In, I was in the projects, bro. All Gale Gardens. Anybody know about it? Look it up. Yeah. The, we called it. We were the ones who made it the Wild Hundreds. Okay, yeah. but you rose. I mean, rose above that. You know, I got married. I had children, and then I couldn't. I, it wasn't about me anymore. So I had to, you know, do some stuff. Go to the army. Get a college education. Get a good job. Get a business. Provide for my family. So, and luckily, we haven't been shot. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, I so, mean, I just, you know, it's practically the same thing, I mean, from Atlantic City, you know, it's a little rough scene there. Rough, Atlantic City is rough. You know what I'm saying? And come to Minnesota, got education, found a wife, mm-hmm. don't have kids yet, but hopefully soon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Make yeah, good luck with that, man, good luck with that. It's a good time, bro, I'm going to tell you, I've, uh, I've done it twice, and yeah, I'll never do it again. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, good, it's a good time, man, I think, uh. Some of the most cherished moments of my life were with my children when when they were little, doing things with them, changing them, feeding them, entertaining them. My daughter uh, used to love when I come home from work. Like it's 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 a child who can't even communicate with you, but when they see you, they light up. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, so so it's a great thing, man. Hey, I wish you guys luck on that. Too. Uh, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Yeah. Trust me, we'll make you uncle pretty soon. <laughs> I like that. All right, so. Any last words about these cases and you know anything like that before we head on out? Alright man, it's, we, I think we said it real good today man, we said it all today, it's all out there on the line. <laughs> alright, alright, so why don't you tell folks about your stunning run thing and about the new bracelets you're doing again? Yes, yes, so yeah we just acquired Little Viper Pepper Spray which is uh, the world's first fashion pepper spray bracelet. We got them in pink, we got them in black, and we got them in blue, kind of looks like a Fitbit. Um, it's something that you don't have to reach for. If your attacker comes at you, you can turn around and you squeeze both ends and it look like Spider-Man. You spray it right out into the person's face and then you get the heck out of there. So uh, you can find that on the actual website littleviper.com or stunrun.com and you can also find it on amazon.com. So right, yeah, please check it out. Alright. Well, that's going to be it for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the episode of the Minorities Report Podcast. This is Patrick Perez Dominguez. And this is Sean Brown. Telling you guys good evening. See ya.